Hi, this is Daniela Wolf with Bestie Life, the podcast, and this is your community to support you through the little and not so little events that make up your day-to-day life. From the I've got this moments to the Ugh, I just can't moments, we are here to empower all women to find and develop the skills they need to find peace, balance, and the bliss in their busy through solo episodes as well as interviews with amazing women who share their journey and their story and how it works for you. I hope you find the inspirations to make you laugh, think, as well as maybe rethink what you thought you knew and connect as we realize that we are all living similar ups and downs and don't have to do it alone. So excited for you to hear this episode and thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, this is Daniela with Bestie Life, the podcast. And you know, I love to talk about burnout because it kind of ends up being like that sneaky ninja that can creep up on you when you least expect it, when you're not thinking about it. And I really want to take today to shine a light on some of the blocks that can trigger this incredibly exhausting phenomenon, because it's not necessarily outside situations that can cause burnout. Sometimes it's us. Yes, we're the problem quote Taylor Swift, me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. And we kind of get in our own way from living the kind of life that we keep saying we want to have. And so in this episode, I want to share with you some of the blocks that might be contributing to your burnout, some of the things that we're doing and we're kind of getting in our own way and do a little self-scan, self-assessment as we go along to see if these are some of the things you might be doing and need to be conscious of and aware of so that you can intentionally work on trying to prevent it because I don't think we left our nine to five jobs, that we went into business, that we started doing the things we love to do in order to burn ourselves out. And yet so many business owners that I talk to, women that I meet with, we dive so far into our passions that we end up working more hours. We're doing more tasks than when we were just working for somebody else. And so if we're not aware of some of the things that we're doing, some of the systems maybe we need to be putting in place in order to get out of our own way, we're gonna stay in that spot. And within six months, you might be going back to the job you used to have or feeling like this isn't the thing you love, even though it is what you're meant to be doing. And so stay with me, grab a pen. You're gonna wanna write these down so that you can kind of, again, self-assess, look to see what could you change. So the first block we're going to talk about is called the superhero syndrome. Yep, that's right. Many of us think we can do it all, all the time, be it all. And actually this was me. This is my story of kind of how I hit my burnout. I was a single mom with two kids. They were four and six months old. And I was determined to prove that I could do it all, that I could handle this, that I could handle taking on all the extra responsibilities of now managing a house by myself, still working full time, having two young kids, and that by showing I was capable of doing, that they weren't going without, that they weren't having less than in any way. And I tried to put myself in that position and I hit that wall and hit that worn out because guess what? We're not superheroes. We're not superheroes. And trying to be one can lead to the stress, exhaustion, and burnout that we talk about. And why is that? Because when we try and take on the role of superwoman or superhero, we put too many tasks and responsibilities 
on ourselves without recognizing our own limits of how much we can handle. And we end up kind of constantly flipping from role to role to role, maybe multitasking. We're constantly juggling because we're managing so many roles. And then a lot of times too, and this was definitely the case for me, I was striving for perfection in all of those roles, which can lead to chronic stress because not only do we wanna do things, but a lot of times we wanna do them well. We wanna excel at all of them, realizing a lot of times part of why we had different supports in place when we worked at a job, we had different people doing different tasks because that wasn't our zone of genius, that wasn't our strength. But when we try and take on other roles that weren't necessarily ours to begin with, we still ex expect that same perfectionism, even though that's not our lane of where we're really strong. Also, we often neglect our self-care when we get into this place because we already feel our time stretched to the limit and we don't use the time we do have or make the intentional time for rest, relaxation, and our personal well-being. And so this neglect of our self-care is a huge contributor to burnout. And if you listen to me at all, you know I talk about that a lot. And so definitely being more intentional and adding that self-care back in is actually going to help you accomplish more, be less stressed. Boundaries I always love to talk about as well. That's my favorite B word I used to always say. Because when we're passionate about something, when we're trying to achieve a lot of things, we don't always set clear boundaries between our work, family, personal life, as well as work. Again, like I said, constantly multitasking. We can't switch off because we're always thinking of what else we have to do. And unfortunately, if you're anything like I used to be, I had a hard time asking for help. I really felt like I should be able to handle everything by myself. And just because I was capable of a lot of the tasks doesn't mean I should have been the person doing them all. And so when we have all these multiple roles that we're trying to handle, they can conflict where the expectations of one clashes with another. And again, that's another source of that burnout. Plus, I don't know about you, but I get emotionally exhausted from feeling that constant pressure of trying to just perform at a high level, again, in multiple roles that I had no business being in, as well as it felt very socially isolating, you know, at the time put our needs and our own social life on hold to fulfill these many roles. And so we're not connecting, we're not getting that support, or we feel like nobody could understand what we're going through. And so a lot of times we just suffer in that silence. We don't share how we are feeling. And so that's why it's so crucial for anyone who's kind of maybe hearing themselves as I'm talking about this. If you're caught in that superwoman syndrome to kind of acknowledge your limitations and really set some realistic expectations prioritize your self-care and ask for help when needed. I like to now kind of say that asking for help is my superpower because once you get that support system in place, we are all stronger together. You also need to establish some clear boundaries between those various roles and see which ones you should still even be doing and recognizing it's okay to not be super all the time is a huge step in preserving your own well-being and preventing that burnout. The second block you heard a little bit about in the superpower, and that's the perfectionism pitfall. Because again, we all wanna do our best, but when we demand perfection from ourselves, it is a one-way ticket to burnout, Phil. It's like trying to chase a unicorn because it's impossible to be perfect at everything and 
we need to be able to give ourselves that grace and space to just be human, be normal as far as our ability to achieve things, especially when we're, again, starting a business and trying to take on additional tasks, trying to run a company that we shouldn't be the person doing it all. You know, part of that, you might set really, again, high standards for things being flawless. And especially when you're doing things that aren't normally in your comfort zone or your zone of genius, you're not going to be perfect at it. So many times, you know, when we're kids, we expect, you know, you don't ride your bike on the first try. Kids don't learn to walk on the first try. They learn through practice and failure and falling down and that kind of thing. And as adults, it seems like when we try things, new things, when we're starting things, we expect to be perfect at them instantaneously without allowing the, the kind of learning curve to be able to gain that practice and being able to achieve things. Again, the long hours as well, especially if you're a newer entrepreneur, those first couple months, you are hustling. You can be overworking, neglecting your self-care, neglecting your sleep, which is huge, as well as just your ability to relax in general. And all of those things are so crucial for preventing burnout. We can also get in our own heads, that mindset part of what we work on a lot of times is that all or nothing thinking, like if we can't get this perfect, if it doesn't look right the first time, we feel like we're a failure. We feel like we'll never be able to achieve certain things. And that can really make it hard to find that work-life balance if we're constantly thinking the only way is you have to be perfect or not at all. Because like I said, you know, unfortunately we're our own worst critics. We have what I like to call the mean girls in our head. We speak to ourselves in a way that we would never talk to anybody else. And so that self-criticism can also really play a huge impact on our motivation, our resilience, and how we feel about ourselves. Two other areas that um, perfectionism can impact is procrastination can kind of start to show up, which sounds counterintuitive, but the fear of not doing something perfectly can actually result in you wanting to avoid or delay the task because you're so stressed about it not being right that you just don't know how to approach it and then you do things last minute. Um, I can remember in college sometimes being that way about a paper and things where, you know, I was up doing them at the last minute because I was trying to make them perfect. And so I would find distractions and other things to do rather than just sitting down and doing the work. Also, you have a tough time delegating because you think nobody else can meet your standards. Nobody else can do it as good as you. And so by being able to let go of some of that perfectionism and knowing that done is better than perfect, you can have then this, the mental space and energy to be able to be a better employee, a better boss, more productive and more creative. So if you're gonna take anything from looking at that block of perfectionism, it's a vicious cycle of high standards, chronic stress and self-criticism. So that's why kind of recognizing if that's something that you're falling into, it is a huge risk for burnout. And so definitely it's something you're gonna to wanna to work through. The next one, again, it's a theme we've talked about before is those blurry boundaries. And this is a huge one because really failing to set clear boundaries in our personal and professional lives is gonna to lead to a chaotic kind of existence which can get very overwhelming. So boundaries are like the guardrails on the road to burnout. Without them, you're gonna veer off the track. And so you need to have those boundaries in place to keep you from falling off the direction you're trying to go. And this might look like you're constantly multitasking, 
overworking or saying yes. Um, people pleasing is a way that having no boundaries can show up. And so definitely recognize if this is something that you're getting into, maybe those extended work hours, you're checking emails, returning calls into the evenings, weekends on vacation. And that's going to really pull away then from the time that you want to spend with family and friends, which is why we say we want to go into a business for ourselves to begin with, as well as just that self-care time, that time for yourself. When you're constantly connected, it, um, especially with technology, not taking a break, it makes it hard to kind of separate yourself from those two roles. And that's where that boundary between work and life gets really messy. And so then you also have a tough time to just mentally switch off because even when you're physically away from the office, that boundary in your mind of you're still thinking of work-related thoughts, which can lead to a lot of mental fatigue. If you're trying to still think about things, keep tasks in your head that you need to do rather than having a system in place to kind of offload them, whether it's having um, notes on your phones, having kind of an organization system where you can put those things, as well as learning how to mentally disconnect from work. Having that boundary of I'm done at five o'clock gives you that permission and allows you to relax and step away because once you've communicated it, and that's the big part with boundaries is communicating them, that gets rid of the obligation and the guilt that so many of us can fall into when it comes to trying to take a break and switch off. Because I think we underestimate how important our downtime is um, when it comes to recharging and preventing burnout. It's essential. And if we don't have that separation between work and personal time to allow for that downtime, it's really gonna keep us constantly running and exhausting ourselves, which will ultimately decrease our focus and our productivity, which is the thing we think we're improving by constantly you know, working and multitasking and shifting between tasks, but it's actually gonna decrease our ability to do both of those as well as increase our stress and frustration. And again, you know, you have that role conflict then if you're like, you know, at a personal event like your kid's soccer game, but you're checking work emails, things like that. Plus, we're again, still not finding that time for self-care. If we don't have clear boundaries about around our time and how we're spending it and what it's allotted for. Because when we start to see tasks, we think everything is urgent and important. And that's not the case. And definitely, I talk a lot about time planning, using Eisenhower matrix to really help you prioritize what is important, what's urgent, what's both important and urgent, and how to know the difference in these areas and really be able to plan your time effectively. If you haven't checked out my Time Takeover micro course, there's, um, it's a great resource. You can work through it on your own and it helps you to really look at this boundaries and time part of burnout and help you come up with a system, help you come up with a plan so that you can take back control in that area. Because block number four is the never ending to-do list, right? The infamous to-do list. And while it can be great for staying organized and I love being able to put things on a list to get them mentally off my brain and be able to free up that mental space, get avoid that fatigue, it can also become a trap if you don't ever give yourselves a break. It's like trying to sprint a marathon. You're gonna run out of steam. And so this is where that prioritizing um, comes into place as well that I started to mention, you know, because once you identify your top priorities and what you're going to focus on completing first, as well as looking at what you can delegate 
and eliminating less important tasks when possible, it's going to help take that to-do list and break it down into manageable chunks, whether it's things you can space out over different days, different weeks, months, get off your list completely. And it's going to be more manageable the smaller you make things, the less scheduled you create your overall day. And so definitely setting realistic goals is a huge part of addressing this one because when you overload your day, your schedule with too much to do and unrealistic expectations, you're gonna set yourself up for failure. And then again, that failure compounds our sense of self, our sense of accomplishment, and we beat ourselves up about it. And so that time blocking that I talk about that we do in the Time Takeover micro course is gonna help you set up specific boundaries and blocks at times for different tasks or categories of things that you're working on so that you can still address your responsibilities, but in a way that has some ease and breathing room gives you some space between activities so that number one, you can fit in some self-care if you want, or it just allows for life to happen so that you're not then running late and one task is going into the next and things like that. Delegating is one of my favorite things because whether it's colleagues, family members, or hired help, delegating can really lighten your load and prevent your burnout as well as you're sometimes actually helping other people as well. People enjoy helping. It's a great form of self-care. People like to give back. They like the feeling it gives them. And so when you delegate, when you're, you know, paying the kid down the street to mow your lawn, you're helping him save for a bike or whatever he's working for. When you let the grandparents help you with the kids, that's amazing quality time that they get to have with them. And so delegating, it can kind of be a win-win. And when you think about it that way, it can make it so much easier and almost kind of exciting to like plan as much delegation as possible. The other part of that is learning to say no and declining new commitments or responsibilities if your plate's already full. As well as I'd like to say too, it's not always about saying no, it can be about saying yes, but not right now. Or yes, I can do this in a certain time frame or in a couple months. And giving that boundary and structure so it's not carte blanche, you know, a yes or a no, but giving the control back to you of when and how it's going to happen in a way that works for you. Yes, I'd love to help out with that project next year or next time that comes that bake sale comes around. So when you have that boundary and you said yes or no in a way that works for you, um, it's going to help you then kind of not feel like you always have too many things on your plate. Also, you need to kind of periodically review your list and make sure it's aligning with your current goals and priorities because sometimes I think we leave things on our list that we just do because we've always done them even if they no longer align with where we're at or who we are and so when you're looking at this the to-do list block you know once you've kind of put some time planning time management techniques in place you know between the time blocking the Eisenhower matrix to prioritize the Pomodoro technique to help you be productive in those blocks of time that you're setting up. And like I said, I talk about all this in the course, it's gonna help you set some realistic expectations and just recognize you know, that perfection's not gonna be necessary and focused on doing your best and just accept that there are gonna be limits to how much you can accomplish in a day, as well as celebrate the achievements of the things you do accomplish, no matter how small. A lot of um, times we forget that part 
Um, I was talking with someone the other day and she's like, does it count if I write something on my list after I've already done it just so I can cross it off? And I was like, absolutely, because we should be celebrating the things we do. And there's that positive reinforcement's really gonna motivate you and help reduce that stress. And so celebrate every little thing you do and it's gonna help kind of keep you going then to do some of the bigger tasks then as well. And the last block is the lack of self-care, which I'm sure you've heard me say several times already throughout this episode, because this is, this is my favorite. And I know that neglecting self-care is a surefire way to reach burnout. And it's like driving a car without ever stopping for gas. Like it's impossible. You cannot keep going without recharging and refueling. So definitely rethinking what actually makes up self-care because sometimes we fall into the pits of it's a luxury, it's expensive, it takes a lot of time, it's a, it's a spa day, it's a getaway, which are awesome and great things to do, but they're not sustainable on a daily basis. And you need to be able to look at ways and rethink how can you fit it in every single day, maybe throughout your entire day, re-looking at where you're falling on that priority list that you're creating each day and making sure you are absolutely on there whether it's 10 precious minutes in the morning before everybody gets up, your 10 minutes at night before you go to bed, fitting in things during um, your commute, whether it's connecting with others, planning for your sleep in a way that's gonna help recharge you. There's so many different ways to integrate self-care. I have some great episodes that I can link in the show notes below that really focus on diving into fitting in that self-care, recognizing different ways to think about it, implement it, and look at some of the options available. If you have questions about that, please reach out to me. I would love to get on a call and help you kind of strategize how that could look for you. And so now, even though we've been talking about a lot of those sneaky blocks that can kind of lead to burnout, you might be thinking, all right, so now how do I get free from these things? How do I get out of this cycle? And it's absolutely possible. I don't want you to feel like you're stuck in that predicament if any one of those blocks applied to you. And sometimes it's tough to see the path forward or understand kind of some of the patterns we've fallen into because we kind of just do what we know and we get in those ruts and those routines of just doing the same thing. And that's where having the right support can really make all the difference. When I work with my clients, I help them really break down those blocks and shift your mindset so you can really restructure your time and tasks in a way that's going to feel more aligned, that's going to feel less stressful and overwhelming. So then all of these things can come together. You can break out of that cycle and start a new path. And so the goal is going to be then to seamlessly integrate some of that self-care throughout your day all while preventing that burnout and creating a sustainable balance without adding extra work or time. And I know you might be thinking, all right, how do I, how do, I do that? How does this happen? And it's, it's simple. You can start your journey with me with the exhausted to empowered formula. And here's the thing. I'm not here to sell you a product. I'm here to kind of offer you a solution. And so if that sounds like something you want to explore, sounds like something that could really help you, I want you to take that step towards a burnout-free life. And I invite you to go check out my website, the work with me page, and look at it and just know that you're in general, you're not alone on this journey. And together we can break down those barriers and create a life where self-care and well-being are seamlessly woven into your daily routine of all the things you need to accomplish and the responsibilities that you have. So here's your opportunity to make a positive change. 
Remember, it's not about adding more to your plate. It's about finding balance and prioritizing your well-being. So visit my website, check it out, Exhausted to Empowered Formula, and take that first step towards a happier, healthier you. But in the meantime, here's a little nugget for you to take with you as well, because I always want to give you value and actionable steps. Remember that it's okay to ask for help, set limits, and prioritize your self-care, because ultimately your well-being is going to be your most valuable asset. It is the most important thing that you own and that you need to invest in maintaining. So there you have it. Those a little glimpse into some of the blocks that can cause burnout. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thanks so much again for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know any questions or comments that you have. Also, if you can please leave an Apple five-star review so that this episode can be shared with more women. There's two quotes that I love. Alone we may be strong, but together we are stronger. As well as when women support each other, incredible things happen. So let's be stronger and incredible together, as well as maybe just have some fun along the way. Thanks so much and talk to you soon. Bye.